Hashtag SAFMBTH. 0614-104-107 and you can also drop me an X at Aldrin Simpia. So looking at the water challenges in the city of Johannesburg, so Joburg Water and the Office of the MMC for Environment and Infrastructure Services have briefed the media about the current water challenges being experienced in Johannesburg. The Zekerbos water treatment plant had a power failure and residents have not been able to access water since uh, Wednesday. Uh, the city is also experiencing level one water shedding to conserve the water supply. Professor um, uh, Professor Mike Merlo is a professor at the Witts School of Governance and also the former DG of Water Affairs and the National Planning Commission is now joining us on the line. Prof, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. Um, looking at the impact of um, these water water cuts, from from where you're standing, is this something that could have been avoided or is it just a cause of a natural disaster? Yeah, good afternoon to you, Aldrin, and to your listeners. Uh, there's no doubt that this is something that should have been avoided, and I'll explain to you why. Um, back in 2017, Water called a meeting and told the big customers, including the city of Johannesburg, that there was going to be a limit to the amount of water that they could take until the big bulk supplies put in place, which Lesotho and all of those big projects. And it was, they even sort of called it Project 1600. This is how much water you're going to be able to take, and you're not going to be able to take more than this because uh, we don't have enough in the upstream to take safely. Even though the dams are full, we've got to keep them full just in case there's an El Nino drought. I'm afraid that since 2017, 2018, when they had that meeting and they were told that they were going to have to use what they've got and not use more, two things have happened. Firstly, more people have come to Gauteng. We know that. But secondly, and you heard it in the interviews in the press briefing this afternoon. Secondly, City of Joburg just keeps saying, we'll get back to normal. Now, if you've got, you know, half a million more people and they use the same amount of water as was available before this half million new people, you can't go back to normal because you don't have the same supply that you used to. And I'm really scared now that Joburg Water has not bitten the bullet. I haven't been listening for six years to be told you've got to reduce the amount of water that's being used by people in Johannesburg. Otherwise, as soon as there's a little hiccup, uh, a power sh- uh, shortage for six hours, a thunderstorm, uh, hot weather, you, your whole city is going to start running into trouble. And that's just where we are today. They didn't listen six years ago. And probably there's been sort of five different mayors and ten different MMCs since then. But they didn't listen, and now we are exactly where they were warned uh, they were going to be. And it's, it's really uh, it, it's late in the day, but it's time to understand that it's not normal that everyone can just carry on as before. We really have to have action from the top down, from the MMCs and the, and that's, uh, the provincial government, down to each household mm-hmm. we've got to start pulling our weight and you know we've, we've got to decide that and Joburg Water in Johannesburg has got to help to organize it and yep. they clearly just want to get back to normal. So, so, so Prof when it comes to for instance developments and you speak about people who have migrated to the province and year in year out when um, the premier or whichever premier it is of Gauteng delivers the state of the province address they'll tell you about the po- population growing 
um, in Gauteng. And the census also tells us that as well, that um, the highest population in the country per province is found here in Gauteng. Is what should the response or whose authority is it to look into um, allowing a development to go ahead and seeing whether or not there is sufficient water to supply this new development that is being be, be, being erected. Can Renwater, for instance, say that there's no way that we can grant a license for water supply to this development? That's a good question, Aldrin. What's happened in the past is that uh, occasionally uh, Randwater has told the municipalities, look, you know, there's no more water. They've asked, been asked, I know, remember in the east side of Chwane, they were asked to put in a new line, and they said, we can't put a new line in because we haven't got water to put into it. So on the one hand, they, they have been, you know, the cities have been warned. But on the other hand, it's very difficult to stop development. People come in, and if you don't build new houses, they crowd into uh, buildings in the inner city and they still use water. But what we do need to do is to start telling people how much they're using, where they need to save, and maybe introducing penalties. Uh, you know, I hate to say it, but sometimes we do need to learn from Cape Town. Um, Cape Town, when they had made all the big mistakes, suddenly realized they needed to tell everybody, you're using so much, your neighbor is using less, why don't you use less? They were actually telling people how much their neighbors were using. And you have to get down to that level. You can't simply say to people, don't uh, leave the tap running while you're mm. brushing your teeth, which is what they said. Uh, you know, don't uh, wash your cars with a hose pipe. Two-minute showers? You have to go and reduce your showers. But the point is you start by telling people there are more people, there's the same amount of water, therefore we all have to get better at using water. And they're not getting that message. And when they talk about getting back to normal, you can hear they're not getting the message because we, the normal is that they have to reduce and they just want to keep pumping the same amount. Yep. So I, I do think it's a wake-up call and it always happens at the end of September, beginning of October when it gets hot before mm. the rain starts. Um, but let's wake up this time. We've had three years in which we haven't woken up um, because Premier Makura called all the mayors together in 2020, I think it was, and said, start taking action. And I think perhaps it's a different mayor today. It probably yep. is. Tomorrow it will be another one. But they, they haven't taken the action necessary. Okay. Uh, and that's why we're in the trouble we're in today. Uh, Prof, let me just quickly squeeze in these two questions. Um, the yep. Laneja Reservoir, um, is that or not enough, one? And then the other part, again, with, with, with regards to development and residential areas and even, I guess, um, uh, 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 corporate spaces as well, um, commercial, commercial properties. Um, is there no new innovation, for instance, around the toilet seat and the toilet bowl that we have on how we can get it to use less water than we are currently using? Because that is actually clean, drinkable water. Let's start with Laneja. Look, every, every area has its infrastructure. It has a storage tower to give pressure, but also to store a bit of water in case there's a power cut. And, um, you know, the size of that is not as important as the regular supply from the bulk supplier. So Laneja could build huge reservoirs, but it wouldn't necessarily fill them with water. Coming back to having water-saving uh, toilets, Yes, that's a very sensible policy. It should be absolutely imperative, and I think most new expensive buildings will put in those water-saving toilets. But what do you do about the other ones? How, what do you tell people to do 
with the old toilet. We can't all afford to, put, uh, to replace the old things that we have. Yeah. And that's why the municipalities have to stop talking about, oh, everyone must try harder. They must begin to run a very aggressive campaign saying, you in this house, in this street, you're using too much. What are you going to do to reduce it? And if necessary, put on penalty tariffs for people who go too high. Afraid we have to learn from Cape Town. Maybe we should call some of those carpenters to come up to Joburg. We were sending them down, you know, to explain how not to run out of water uh, because we built the dams in time. But now it's their turn to come and tell us how yeah. to run the how to run the city water supply. So every household knows what they must do and how they can help. Or maybe with water-saving toilets, they can do what ESCOM once did when they introduced uh, the LED bulbs and households got free LED bulbs and um, the most expensive ones were removed. Aldrin, I'm sure in time you'll find that people will move from the old 20-litre toilets to 8 and 9 litres, and that's Mm. fantastic. But uh, you can't do that overnight. Um, We see the benefit of the light change now, and I'm sure with all the new buildings, you see the toilets, the the tanks are smaller, but it takes time. We've got to deal with what we've got now. Everybody in Kaoteng must start thinking, how do I use less water, and how do I help make sure the municipality doesn't waste water? I think we can do it, but if we don't start, we we won't get there. Thank you so much for your time. Professor Mike Miller, the professor at Wits School of Governance and former DG of Waterfest and also National Planning Commissioner.